to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that breaks down a movie franchise one movie at a time. And does my eyes deceive me? Is that Keith? Keith, are you back? What? Keith, can you hear us? Can you hear us? (laughs) The voice of Keith. Can you hear us? Wait a minute. I'm I'm coming out of the warm goo, and you're not even going to do like the the bad guy bit. What was the bad guy bit for that? Where you where Joe's like, and uh, here's the the Scotty Evil of the group, uh, Keith. Uh, well, the, the thing is, here's the thing. I would have, I would have, and I still will. I just know when I do my the, since I'm going to do the intro here, Keith will probably talk and then just ruin it from the get go. It's but, fair. That is fair. Anyways, the, my, my my bit was going to be, hey, I'm not Scott Evil. I'm Keith, and I'm here warming up from the goo. I just did a long pee. Oh, Jesus. And um, really horny. Well, we're, Keith's, <laughs> Keith's back, and he's horny, and we are back to doing movie franchises, and we're finally doing the movie I just picked, and that would be the Austin Powers trilogy. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with Ricky Maricelli. Do I make you horny, baby? Do I make you randy? (laughs) And the returning, the Mrs. uh, Kensington of the group, Keith Swetland. Damn, that's not what what I was expecting. What's wrong with Mrs. Kensington? No, no, she's pretty evil. (laughs) In what way is she evil? uh, She didn't bang Austin, the doy. um encouraged i don't know anyway so, so i got this idea this was gonna be the i was i don't have a good segue for the bit but i want i want to test your logistical slash memory skills and just firing off with one failed bit into another already okay no, right. this bit's great hold on what a we good, got? Bit. good bit you know the bit's gonna be great when you're describing the bit before it happens i want you two to list off the movies you did without me and I'll say good or bad. There is uh, no way you have seen most of the movies we did yeah. without you. Hold on. Nope. I can pull it up. No, just, 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 um, he, yeah, he, I'm ready. All right, Keith, well, we did Army of One. Nick Cage. Um, bad. Oh. Actually, <laughs> 2.3, like a pretty average movie. It was okay. There was a, there was a, in the, 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 the start of the third act had a pretty good action set piece. Nope. And um, there was maybe a actually car, it was actually there was a I think there was a car chase and someone got choked out. Nope, none of that's correct. Okay, next. There was uh, a car chase though. Ready Player One. Um, six point nine out of ten. There it is. Yeah, my boy. Nice. Uh, Joe rated that movie higher than the combined score of Booble and I. No, but for real, that movie sucks ass. Anyways, next. <laughs> Swordfish. Um, there's nothing memorable about that movie at all. No, um, there's no specific <laughs> scene that sticks out in my head. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Stay tuned. Bad. How dare you, sir? Do you even know what the movie Stay Tuned is? Absolutely. Okay, name me, name me the principal actor. Josh, Josh Hartnett. <laughs> Close enough. You got the J right. <laughs> The worst rated movie in movie experts history, fake movie Damn. experts history, oh, Max okay. Payne. Wait, this was the worst. Max Payne was the worst yeah, it, rated. It's terrible, my friend. Dude, it is so garbage. 
Max Payne one. There's only one. Yeah, Max there's only Payne. one, buddy. Oh, Thank I thought God. Mad. I thought you were saying Mad Max. No, no Max, Payne. Max Payne. Oh no, Max Payne's great. Oh God. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, loved it. <laughs> Name me one scene in Max Payne. Isn't there a scene? No, no. I was mixing that up. I don't remember a single moment from that movie. <laughs> Do you know who's in it? Before we yeah, move Marky, on, Mar- Mar- Mark Mark Wahlberg. There it is. Okay. Famous good guy. Famous good guy. And then, second to last, Fool's Gold. Nah, Matthew McConaughey. And, Dude, uh, right, all right, he all fucking right. carries that movie, too. He is spectacular in it. And wh- what's her name's daughter? Kay Hudson. Yep. Goldie Hans. <laughs> yep, she you. is fucking hot garbage through that entire movie and yeah. has no acting ability whatsoever. That's too bad. All right. And then... Um, the final movie for the Q edition... Not another teen movie. Uh, never seen it. Neutral. Gonna be honest on that. You've one. never seen not. How have the two of you never seen not another teen movie? Yeah, I don't know. So too, I was uh, too young. <laughs> too, I've seen it. I saw it came out when we were in high school. So to let to all share. the to let all the fake movie experts out there in the world behind the scenes here in the magic that was six years ago that I would have been absent. That's what that's that's what's been done. That's it's been a, it's been a long we've, we've, six years. We've done one movie a year. <laughs> then why we don't podcast? We just wait out on, on the coastline. At we're looking at the the lighthouse, see if you'd come back to us. Yes, Sitting I, in our widow's peak, just looking out at the ocean, awaiting your return. Yes, and then go on go on to patreon.com slash fake movie experts. Sign up for the forty dollar a month package, and I'll there just give you is. updates. There it is. There it is. <sighs> and then soon, Keith will be making us an OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, thank oh, God. OnlyFans saved itself by still allowing porn. I'm not going to I'm not gonna date us here, but that was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. That, that's fine, Keith. So, boys, we're back, and we're doing a new trilogy, and we're doing the Awesome Powers trilogy, and we're going to start off with the first one, Awesome Powers international man of mystery well it'd be weird if we started with the non-existent fourth one uh it's, it's been announced is it, uh hey laura lore guy is that real yo wait is that officially announced yeah it's under the uh well maybe I it's thought under, it was like that if always kind of announced but never really announced situation if you look under the um uh like IMDB of Mike Myers it says that's been announced. And um Mike Myers is rumored to be in it. So we're so we went two years from one to two, and then we went three years from two to three, and then we're gonna wait 20 years from three to four. You betcha. My math doesn't quite work out. I think it does. How does Austin Powers exist in a post-Harvey Weinstein world? We're about to find out. What's uh, weird movie. was I thought it was going to be a lot more like sexually gross, but it really wasn't. I was oh, kind of surprised. The first one's pretty innocent, and he's really into consensual sex, which is nice. Uh, this movie <laughs> came out nice May. <laughs> yep, this movie came out May second of nineteen ninety seven. Directed by Jay Roach, uh, he directed all the Austin Powers movies. He directed the two thousand movie Meet the Parents. 2004's Meet the Fockers, 
and 2010's Dinner for Schmucks. And didn't he direct Mafia with uh, Jay, uh, uh, Jay Moore? Uh, Jay Moore. Uh, he did not. Oh, really? Yeah. Boys, I have a weird thing to admit. I've never seen the full film of Meet the Parents, but I've seen the full film of Meet the Fockers. I think mm. that you've absorbed that movie just through cultural osmosis. You yes, I have. But like, you don't need I, to watch it. I never saw the full first movie, but for some reason saw the second. If one of you picks Meet the Parents, I swear to God. <laughs> well, there's like four of those, aren't there? Uh, meet the Parents, Meet the Fockers, and like... Like Meet the Grandparents or something? Meet the Gaylords or something, right? I don't know. Oh yeah. Uh that that what you just said Keith about like how you since you haven't fully seen the movie but you the pop culture and everything that you've seen it that's how I felt about uh when we talk about it, the uh not another teen movie. <laughs> it's weird. Um this movie of Austin Powers International Man of Mystery stars one Mike Myers, Elizabeth Hurley, Mike Myers again. Uh, Michael York, Robert Ragnar, Seth Green, Mindy Sterling. Uh, Will Ferrell has a little spot in it. Clint Howard has a spot in it. Mimi Rogers. My, uh, yeah. Let's go into the two huge unaccredited actors in this movie, though. One, much bigger than Carrie Fisher. And oh, yeah, two... Carrie Fisher. Tom fucking Arnold was in this movie, and I was like, I forgot all about Tom fucking Arnold. Oh yeah, I mean, he's just the cowboy. I'm confused why he he and Carrie Fisher weren't credited for being in this movie, though. No, that's a, and, and his scene was one of the ones that like gets quoted in break rooms across the country. Like, who does number two work for? <laughs> God damn, son, what did you yeah. eat? Just bite down, and you know. We're, we're in this together. <laughs> Bite your lip. Bite your lip. And yeah, no, this this sent me on a whole rabbit hole because I like I thought I remember Tom Arnold being like a problematic person, but I couldn't find anything about Tom Arnold being problematic besides the fact that he was married to Roseanne for a while. He, I I would say he's not that problematic, but he did have his issues. He had demons. Like <laughs> it was there was that a, he loved coke, right? Well, there's a documentary on the Discovery Plus. About his no. sister being like the drug, like cocaine queen Wait, of like Detroit. Is it literally a Tom Arnold documentary? Do- Tom Arnold's sister. Even better, about Tom Arnold's sister. <laughs> about being like a drug drug queen in like Detroit or something. And at least when I did the deep dive, it seemed like Tom Arnold had some connection to loss from Keith's favorite subject of nine eleven. <laughs> Tom like- Arnold nine eleven are connected. He seemed to have suffered some sort of like major loss during it. Cause like, I guess he like is a big proponent of like helping people who have been, who have suffered losses and like tragic oh, events. Got a fucking John Stewart over here. There is guy. Well, no, John Stewart actually did an amazing thing of get people there, you know, <laughs> government mandated medical coverage. I just want to so, keep talking about 9-11. Well, <laughs> you always I, do. I want to talk about this movie. So, Rick, give us a little plot breakdown. Ah, boys and girls, please gather round for the reading of the plot to Austin Powers, the international man of mystery. The line for this movie that everyone forgets to call it and just calls the first one Austin Powers. <clears throat> 
I forget what year this movie opened up in, and I'm apologizing for that right now. 97. 67. No, Joe, like, because oh. they opened in the past. Oh, 67. yeah, 97. 67. Nope, Joe. It's okay. <laughs> 1967. No, no, no. It's 90. It can't. He, okay. Well, you know what? Let's just go down the middle. 77. In 1977. <laughs> checks out. It's the swinging 60s in 1977. That checks out, right? Yeah. Austin Powers, the international man of mystery, is trying to track down the most evil villain there is in the world at the moment, Dr. Evil. With the help of his sidekick, Mrs. Kensington, Austin tracks down Dr. Evil to a club where he runs away and escapes while freezing himself. Nope, I almost said chronologically. That's not the word. Cryo? Cryogenically. Thank you, Keith. Freezing himself and going into space in a big boy. Current day, 1997. The big boy returns to Earth. Austin Powers is on Frozen as we find out that he froze himself to prepare for Dr. Evil's return. Dr. Evil hatches a plan to destroy the world and Austin, with Mrs. Kensington's daughter, must go undercover in the desert of Las Vegas to try and stop the evil Dr. Evil. Can he and Elizabeth Hurley, because I don't, because I just, I only see Elizabeth Hurley. I never remember any of her characters. Vanessa Kensington. Like, I don't remember that name. I don't remember whatever her name was in Bedazzled. It's just always Vanessa Kensington and that either. (laughs) Must try and stop Dr. Evil before his nefarious plot can succeed. Can all that happen before the world goes up like a volcano? Find out in Austin Powers, the international man of mystery. Holy shit, I did not need or want to know that much about the plot. Yeah, <laughs> come on, buddy. That was amazing. I, just, like, I didn't know that much happened in it. And I was like, yeah, there's... I remember I was watching it tonight, and the, so I was watching it with Sammy. was like, hey, isn't that a, like Elizabeth Hurley's mom? In the char- like the character, the, Kensing- the Kensington family? I was watching mm-hmm. it, and I was like, oh shit, are they like related? They kind of look the same and talk the same. Are, like, are you so, serious? You never knew that? I mean, I... I assume I did. I've seen the movie a hundred times, but I never like cared to like have it stick. <laughs> I'll be honest. Watching this movie, I actually picked up on a joke I'd never picked up on before. That was later in the movie. Um, when they were when they came out of the room with the steamroller, the door said "steamroll testing area." I'm like, I've <laughs> never picked up on that fucking joke before. Thing, That's awesome. The joke I picked up on is the the list of names on the with the very first scene of Dr. Evil when he's hitting buttons randomly killing people. It's, it's just like the silly ass names that go along with the buttons. On yeah. It. I, I, that was, I mean, I'm going to keep talking about it during this review, but the, just the joke after joke, after joke, after joke, after joke in this movie, it's so dense. I love it. And they're all good. It's ridiculous as to how many times I've seen this movie now and still bits get me to laugh. <laughs> Like the fucking pee joke, even now in the beginning of the movie, gets me to laugh every time. It's so goddamn funny. Yeah, the Mike Myers has this like just perfect like Monty Python sense of humor thing where there's like he'll do like a small little like the the door pinching his butt. <laughs> that was cool. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was like that joke. I, I can I can never get that out of my head after I watch this. I will say they did play like my only 
thing against the movie, I think, in my head was just that they used the same joke hit the same time where like they kept allowing a joke to go longer that made it funnier like that was the way they kept hitting on a lot of their humor like the pee bit like the dude from mad tv yelling no as the steamroller slowly approaches him i'm okay with that but that's like almost any that's any uh you know, comedy movie trope that they do that some movies just go way too long. And that's hey, the point. I had to dig something to kind of be upset with at the movie. Yeah, and that's you like don't a, have to do that. That's the one thing I could come up with was that they use the same like formation to a joke over and over again. And I still didn't care because it's still fucking funny. Yeah, I don't have any negative notes. That's, that's good. <laughs> uh, do you guys remember when you guys watched this for the first time? I was, I trying. don't. It was so long I, ago. 1997 i was 11 years old yeah there's no way my mother allowed me to watch this movie i mean my mom didn't let me watch the simpsons when i was younger there's no way she let me watch this movie when it first came out in the keith sweatland household we my my parents like they kind of kept with the rating system so if it was like under r i could watch it so i'm sure i saw it but i don't know if i saw it that year i doubt i saw it that year i i saw it sixth grade in at school during registration day <laughs> Who, what fucking teacher was playing that in their classroom david mandelblatt yeah of course it was fucking because mandelblatt. we watched that and we watched rocky horror picture show with pizza pipeline neither of those movies are appropriate to show in a middle school <laughs> especially well, rocky horror picture show well, that's going, what we back watched. And, going back and rewatching this i think this movie like is appropriate <laughs> to show I mean, middle like now comparative to like what middle schoolers do like i mean middle schoolers are like eating ass now and oh, at 11 ass, that's just like third period just eat ass and then, yeah <laughs> yeah it's like then, you, just, then you got and, math and fourth period they talk about riley reed and then like <laughs> yeah. tiktoks yeah. they're tiktoking um, hopefully eating ass you know? <laughs> yeah like it's i mean i watched this movie like maybe three or four years ago I watched through all the Austin Powers again. Like, there's just... It's weird how well the movie holds up. Like, there's some green screen stuff in it that looks really chunky, but I think they did that on purpose. Because, like, yeah, green screen wasn't looks, that bad in 97. Great. I think they were intentionally doing it as, like, a trope to just old action movies. And, that, yeah, because the point of this whole movie is that... It's a spoof. It's a spoof. Myers wanted to do a spoof of, like, the James Bond stuff. And this is his um, idea for it. Um, the funny thing is that, like, it kind of became more than a spoof, though. Like, they make fun of, like, some of the cliches from the Bond movies. But, like, they did it in yeah. a way that, like, just made a really, like, it felt like more than a spoof. Like, it felt like an actual spy thriller that just had some funny, like, making fun of spy thrillers. Yeah. Because Myers said that... um the movie and the characters was inspired by British films and music and comedy from the 1960s and 70s that his father introduced him to as a child. Um, he said after his dad died in 91, he was taking stock of the, his influence um, as a person. He wanted to try and do that way. So he, by doing this, he paid tribute by doing a, James Bond, as they put it, James Bond, Peter Sellers, the Beatles, the Goodies, Peter Cook, and Dudley Moore, uh, all into one for a type of movie for awesome powers. I'm going to steal some of Joe's lore bit from this, but it's crazy when you hear him talk about the character of Austin Powers that it originally started 
as like a front man to his band from like the seventies or something. The seventies or eighties was like oh, the Ming T. Yeah. yeah. Like that was like where he originally created like the character of Austin Powers. Like the mind of a young Mike Myers was just like insane. He like, was he, talented. Like I didn't realize that he wrote this movie. Like I realized like he had a huge part of it, but I didn't realize he was the writer of the movie as well. Well, and the movie sort of has that tone to it where I kind of don't think there was a ton of improvisation in it. it just, no, there was apparently. Like uh, Mike thirty Myers to forty percent. Yeah, thirty to forty percent. I was, I, I was thinking the opposite because it has that all. It all has that same feel. Like it feels I would like. assume it was mainly Mike Myers did a lot of improv yeah. <laughs> for the movie. Uh-huh. Well, and then maybe them- Will. I think Will. Farrell's bit when he falls into the fire. I think he <laughs> improvs some of that part. You shot me. Well, God, God damn it, that scene. <laughs> I'm not well, dead. I am just very badly <laughs> burned. Uh, well, one of the um, more infamous scenes was improvised for this movie. Want to take a guess? The oh sh- oh yeah. Sh- that's improvised. That's so yeah. good. Uh, that's he, he, a, dude, that yeah, thing lasted for forever. That was a good joke. That was a great he, joke. He started and Seth Green just went with it. Do you remember how like how hard that joke hit when you were 13 years old? Oh, when you could do it? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I remember parents loved that joke, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, sh- I'm sorry, sh- you said... Mm? Uh, sh- and it's a... Sh- <laughs> so this i mean that's part of it i think it's worth as i'm gonna keep bringing it up this is one of those movies that like folks in the warehouse or like people in the back of the kitchen at the restaurant worker it's a big this is a big workplace movie mm-hmm. so like people from across party lines that work together can like talk about like even because at, at my work we still refer to turning a truck around in a tight spot as austin powersing it yeah, I mean that's that's what everyone calls it when like something gets stuck in a way that like shouldn't have been possible, but now is impossibly stuck. That's called awesome power. Isn't oh it? yeah, so like that's like because I I turn around on like dirt roads a lot. That's just part of my life. So it's just I'm, I Austin Powers just lives in my head rent free. Like oh when when I when I uh, when I'm at the shoot and I have to back up, I I do the Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna I mean, damage anything. Let's be honest, how long do people say shit like, do I make you horny for? Like, that lasted, oh, yeah. like, a decade. The longest people, time. Yeah, just, like, baby boomers saying, yeah, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah baby. baby. Do you want to shag now or shag later? <laughs> how dare, um, what did she say about how dare you break wind before me? Oh, yeah. A lot of vagina. I'm sorry, honey. I didn't know you had to go first. <laughs> You know, and she's t- like, uh, that was beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah sorry. Like, look, we're falling into the trap again. Like, it's so hard when you're talking about this movie not to just like say lines and giggle. <laughs> I mean, come on, a lot of vagina. Like, it's a good that joke. was the funniest thing to a 12 year old ever. And I, I'm pretty sure I like, didn't even get the like, oh, it's a James Bond thing that they're doing. Yeah. Oh, did you not? Yeah, it's it's <laughs> yeah. a callback to Pussy Galore. No, like, whoa, I mean, whoa, whoa, no, like the first time. Like when I was young and watched that. Yeah. I was like, See, I did, but I was a huge James Bond fan. Like, well, that's that's worth bringing up now, I think, because when did James Bond was almost dead before Pierce Brosnan brought it back to life with Goldeneye. 
and this is released around the same time as Goldeneye, I think. So like, I feel like Goldeneye was like early nineties. Goldeneye was nineteen ninety five. Oh, 95. Yeah. So this is Goldeneye had had time to like set into the culture. So I don't think this movie exists without Pierce Brosnan. Well, that's a possibility because of that, uh, of it. Yeah. Dying. Yeah, because yeah, because because Bond was at a standstill, and so he showed up for a long time. That's why I've got a long. I was it, it's a that was a roundabout way of me like defending Pierce Brosnan as a good James Bond. I still think he is, but yeah, you know the them people, the haters. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I don't. So it's it's there was a lot of spoof movies at that time too. Because when was scary movie? That had to. Oh, scary movies like ninety nine, two thousand one. For me, what I was going to say is like, scary movie came out in two thousand. Like this is the second. Yeah, this is the second movie that Mike Myers plays multiple people because he did the. um, So I married an axe murderer. I've still never played. I've never seen that one. He plays two people. Mm-hmm. And then in 96, Eddie Murphy did The Nutty Professor. So he did multiple people. Yeah, the clumps, the, the famous scene. Yeah. And then 97, Austin Powers does this. But originally, Austin Powers wanted somebody else to be Dr. Evil. It would have been really cool had this worked out. Um, well, since Rick's doing my job, Keith, it's who gonna was going to be Dr. Evil? 97. It, it was going to be Alec Baldwin. No, Jim Carrey. Oh, oh, really? I watched this movie recently. I just like when I watched it recently, I looked up a lot of facts about the movie. I didn't, uh, Joe. Thank you, Keith. <laughs> uh, no, Jim Carrey was busy with Liar Liar. God damn. All right, this is going to be another. Rick, we sometimes disagree with this, so you're going to have to hear me out for a minute, but they don't make comedy movies anymore. And this was so cool to watch a comedy movie that just was stupid, like openly stupid. And like, yeah, I agree to that. Like every, like everything is a comedy of something. Like it's a rom-com, it's an action comedy. Like they don't just make like a comedy movie anymore. The only, yeah. The only comedy we get now is like inside of Thor three. That's like the funniest thing that's been out in a while. Are these fucking like jackass rebooted or the fuck the new jackass movies called or like those impractical joker people that fucking middle-aged people love yeah i'm a little offended you spoke ill of the jackass series i'm a big i've never been big with jackass those guys to me always just seem like assholes who i love i love it i love it (laughs) (laughs) funny enough i think those people are assholes and you love them hmm Hmm. Hmm. i don't know where you're going there i don't i don't think any of them are no, Steve O's Steve a stand-up guy. Bam Margera is like a well-known Keith, asshole. Keith, are you, well, oh, that's he, why he's not in four. Yeah, he just got he got banned. He got, he got kicked out. One of their main people killed himself and their passenger for driving drunk like 100 miles per hour in his car and then wrapping it around a tree. I don't think he purposely killed himself. He was no, but he crash. was an asshole. Listen, we all, like, we all like Paul Walker, but like, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> First Thank of all, Paul Walker Keith. was a passenger. It's been Thank a you. long time. Hasn't Thank been long Keith. enough. Oh, but Keith, they, they are releasing um, Fast 9 in a director's cut, so we're going to have to rewatch that for the podcast. God, it's Yep, okay. <laughs> so I don't know, Keith, if you know this, 
Um, the uh, Ob Job wannabe. No, oh, such a task. Such a good fucking joke. Is serving a lifetime prison sentence. For what? For torture of a 19-year-old woman in 1990. Holy he was. Uh, oh, okay. So they caught him later. I was like, he wait was a second. Un- he was uncaptured until 2008 when a DNA match linked him to the crime. According to the victim, she was unknowingly had a copy of a movie in her home until her attacker's identity was revealed. In 2017, he was uh, uh, sentenced to additional 27 years for murdering his cellmate. Holy shit. Okay, I don't... We've been doing this for a while. I think that's my favorite fact you've ever come at me with. That's fucking crazy. (laughs) The object killed... But seriously, who throws a shoe? Honestly, who throws a shoe? Yeah, that that line, Joe. I know you and I say the the shoe line thing quite a bit in our lives. All the time. All yeah, this the fucking time. movie, like this movie, just ex- it's like it's embedded into our DNAs. It's like yes. <laughs> it's one of the things like, that you I've, say lines constantly that you don't know you are from the movie, or you or you know you purposely are. Three quarters of my notes is just lines that I like. Like one of them is a. Uh, <laughs> In in the springtime, we made helmets out of meat. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to say it. Mike Myers' performance as Dr. Evil was way better than his performance as Austin Powers in this movie. He This was his best, in my opinion, Dr. Evil performance. And I love what's about to happen in 2. That's funny. Because I prefer Dr. Evil later on in the series. I love just how fucking weird I think, he was in this one. I yeah. I'm I have to agree with Rick that in this movie I think Doctor Evil's better than Austin oh, for Mike yeah. for Mike Myers. Dude, that fuck. Okay, so we get the scene of him at group, but then yeah. later talking to him about group is like I had them all liquidated. They were they were insolent. <laughs> the details of my life are quite insolential. Very well. Well, yeah, what I began. My mother was a French prostitute named uh, a fifteen-year-old French yeah. prostitute named Chloe with red feet. My father, who would womanize, he would drink. He would be outraged. <laughs> claims like he invented the question mark. Invented, see, it's like I was trying to think of how to like frame this movie and like. How to sometimes. talk about it in reference other than just like it's cool lines because like, sometimes he would accuse chestnuts for being lazy. <laughs> I, think, I think that's what makes this movie so good is just the fact that so much of it is so repeatable. My goal, one of the things my goal in life is to do, but I know I'll get murdered somehow if I did this, was is go play blackjack and stay at whatever. <laughs> stay on a five. Stay on Sir, a five. I suggest you hit. I also like to live dangerous. Yo, if the dealer if the dealer draws a fifteen, that's a pretty good play. Yeah, because they could uh, they could well if they were showing a five, then it actually yeah. is the right play to stay. But I I would honestly just stay at whatever they give me and be like I'm I'm good. Dude, and then, the table would flip shit. Exactly, be that's up why. Their odds. I think I they all know it. it. They'd all they, I think they'd all give you high fives because like. No, dude, people in Vegas take that shit way too I would yeah, have to true. go to a blackjack Ex- table by myself at, like at 4.30 in the morning that no one's there. <laughs> we just like Keith play that once. Keith and I sitting behind you just being like, can we 21 them? Can we 21 them and like, you know, count cards, AK, let me just do this once and call it good? It's not... That's not what counting cards is. No, it's fine. Of counting cards. <laughs> but it's fine. I, let, me just, let me lose my money my... Um, but that's my goal in life is I, you know, just play 21 
Oh, God. And just stay at whatever they give me. That just reminds me about the assassin he kills in the toilet and just the bit. They're always Ooh. after me, Lucky Charms. When Frau, Frau was, that was I improvised. I how funny Frau was in this movie. <laughs> Man, uh, the kids. <laughs> They're going after the Lucky Charms. She improvised Ooh, that commercial. <laughs> yeah, she improvised all that in that scene. That actress is actually like super talented. I know, and they. I hope they hold on to her for some imaginary four. You know, she did she die? No, I don't think so. No, okay. well, I think the up. only person who died I knowingly know is number two. I think is dead. So I had the. I mean, I'm, and then I'm, isn't Burt Bacharach dead now or something? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Burt Bacharach. Yes, no, yes I, I know the world. I'm talking two movies. I'm, I'm talking two movies ahead here, but like, is love. Sweet love. That was rude. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're rude. What Hold about on. the two more movies? Silence, ahead? More silence. And okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the the what it's the funny with, <laughs> it's, a, it's a great bit. <laughs> Just bit going. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Burke Backrat. Yeah, I know I'm speaking to I also like to live dangerous. <laughs> All right, what's up, Keith? I was about to tell a story. Okay, oh, two ahead. movies ahead. Let's go. Yeah, so we're, we're, I'm speaking two movies ahead here, but I've always just like owned Goldmember for some reason, and it's, spoiler alert, the worst one by Miles. It is definitely a game that doesn't... Or no, movie. Sorry, I was thinking GoldenEye. Oh, yeah. No, GoldenEye's great. Uh, oh, yeah. It's definitely the... <laughs> The movies go down. The first one is definitely the best. It's arguably that the second one is the best, but I think the first one is the best. I think the second one's funnier, but the first one's better. Anyways, that'll be a we'll get to that. later. We'll get to those. Yeah. But yeah, Goldmember is easily the worst of the three. But it's the one I've seen the most amount of times for some dumb reason. It's really? just like, I think I've only seen Goldmember like a handful of times. I've seen two more than any of the other ones. Like in one of my shitty college, like roommate situations that's just like a movie we had on all the time was gold member for some reason awesome i've seen i've seen gold member like a hundred times i would say that three has one of the more memorable scenes in all of the movies with oh, the the bong and a blitz that that that's a workplace line that it's one but i was saying uh the fook me and fook you we'll get to them we'll get to them let's, no, let's talk about, i just want to talk about, about them all right now no we're talking about one <laughs> and then was oh, a cool mike myers cool so I mean, I'll get us back on track since we're discussing yes. movies we haven't watched yet. Um, I've never Mike seen Myers decided not to do a Wayne's World three, so you can focus on a to develop a secret agent comedy movie, which would be this one. That's a good move. Yeah, I think they were good after Wayne's World two. I don't think we needed a third Wayne's World. Uh, another repeatable line. Cause that's just this is what we're doing now. We're just doing repeatable lines and how they affect our lives. Anytime my mom would have a few around this time. She would go off with the freaking sharks with freaking laser beams. My mom loved that fucking line. Yeah, that's the way to frame this movie is its place in like in our hearts and minds and like the culture. Because I think that's because I keep I keep trying to think of a way to think about this movie other than just like, yeah, I'm that's horny baby. <laughs> that's. I mean, this has to be one of the most, like, well-remembered movies of all time, right? Like, it's just so easy for anyone to know an Austin Powers quote. Or if you quoted it, like, people would know what you were talking about. Oh, yeah. I've got... Yeah, you can talk You can talk Austin Powers with anybody. 
crazy. Uh, I think one of my favorite parts, though, was when they were doing like the classic Bond bit of like, we're going to leave you in a perilous death situation. We're going to walk away. And Seth Green's like, I've got a gun in my room. I can go <laughs> grab it and we'll just we'll pop it. It'll be a great bonding pop moment. <laughs> it's just uh, like, like that's I, such a funny bit to play to James Bond because like they always get out of those situations and he's just like I can get my gun bam bam we're done <laughs> that's right buddy you show who that turd boss is um, right. I, one of the things I like uh, just, just grab a head and grab, bite your lip and give it hell there's the line <laughs> I'm watching movie, the movie in the background right now does this and, movie um, do the uh, does this movie have the what the French call a certain I don't know what joke in it I don't, it's an old, so. it's I don't an old think Steve so. Martin is having that live. I think the, that's in the third or in the second one. Oh, because the I cannot control the volume of my voice. That's an old joke. That is, God, that was the first so one. Fucking that's a funny. wink. That, that's a wink to an older joke. That's a Steve Martin thing, I think. Mm. That part like still was past. so funny. And then I have also, no inner I monologue. I can't keep my inner monologue. Oh, the inner monologue part was good. <laughs> okay, no. So we're just going back to referencing, but. I think that I think that joke is like because there's a lot of like classic. I think there's a lot of like classic Monty Python old SNL stuff in this movie. Yeah, yeah it says that's his big like reference point was Monty Python and stuff. And, and like specifically the the volume of my voice thing is specifically old, but I'm trying. I can't remember where. But I really loved the Cold War bit when the Russian like oh, head yeah. thing was there, and he's like, "Oh yeah, communism. Yeah, <laughs> These Austin, capitalist we pigs. won." Oh yeah, go capitalism. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Oh, and the this is Frau. She's she's from the militant wing of the Salvation Army. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that just the Salvation Army? <laughs> Gay hating pricks. Uh one thing I uh one <laughs> of the things about what I liked about this movie is the fact that when they do like when Dr. Evil's doing negotiations about how much money they should get, it's like how about a million? It's like, really? That's not that's not a lot now. Okay, a hundred billion. Checks out. And then when he does a negotiation, it's like a million dollars. And everyone's like, oh, okay. And then you, number two is like thumbs up at like more. Okay, a hundred billion dollars. Number two doesn't get enough recognition for how good he is in these no. movies. At the end when he turn when he betrays Dr. Evil, he's just like, I'm done with you picking on me i I fucking lost it i forgot about that part mike myers picked both um uh michael york who played basil and um oh my god robert uh robert ragnar to play these roles because he was big fans of them and these kind of helped their redo their careers in the later part for these movies oh wow that makes sense out. It, yeah, the number two. Number two is, is that a Star Trek reference? I'm, I'm not a big Star Trek guy. Isn't he number one in Star I Trek? I mean, that is like a thing in Star Trek. I don't know if this was a reference to that. I think it was more just like he's the number two in the like company, so he calls him number two. It might have been a Star Trek reference. I never. It, caught- it, it is a it is a Star Trek because everybody makes a joke about Captain Picard is going to do a number two <laughs> with his log, like you know, log or he's going to log with his number two. Um, one of the things mm-hmm. I thought was funny, and they really don't do it anymore in any other movie, is the nudity scenes that are covered in nano, like manners of like, you know, he when after a night of drinking, Austin gets up and he's stretching, and she has a magnifying <laughs> glass, and it's just like, 
or was anyone else looking for her? really close to see if they could see something in that magnifying glass? Just me, just me. Oh yeah, or or like when the the fucking when like the balloon moved to the side for a second. When he's talking <laughs> about how the first time he met her and how like aroused he got. And, but yeah, they do that. They do that bit and oh, sorry, future future. They do it in all. They do it in all. Okay. Yeah, it just becomes a, like a part of the movies. Yeah. Yeah, the, but like, uh, is that thing in? Is that in other stuff? The nudity thing? No, no. I think that's that a clever. It's a that's an Austin joke. Powers thing. I mean, it, the part where like Austin. they're talking about the wedding gifts later, and he was like, "Did you get my other gift?" <laughs> yes, <laughs> Basil. <laughs> nice, nice rag. rag. Yeah. Uh, if you if you guys notice, for her, Elizabeth Hurley had um, red bows around her nipples because of <laughs> people trying to take photos of her completely nude. Wait, she was actually completely nude. Like she wasn't wearing like she she had like a pasties on. Okay, but like you can if you watch it again and she when she sits down and she's behind like the flowers, you can catch a glimpse of red around her uh, because of the fact that they are uh, they wanted no nude shots of her getting hey, out. This is good as reason any to bring up the fact that Elizabeth Hurley was a fucking smoke show in this, this is, movie. I think this is peak for her. Major babe. This and was the run for her because it was this bedazzled, and there was one other Fraser. one. Also, uh, this that that little uh, red ribbon factoid is why we uh, give most of our Patreon money to the lore master over here. That was a, that was really good. Thank you. But like Elizabeth Hurley, like <laughs> is she the greatest actress in this movie? Nah, but like she plays her role really well. I mean, she does like fine in the movie, and she's a spoke show, oh, so it works. I out. thought she was great. And then I like the, I thought the, the part was so funny when she gets the call from her mom and she's like, you guys, you guys boned, right? Like he's irresistible. Such a <laughs> weird call from your mother. And then because it it's, it, they, they keep on hammering the hammering in that Austin Powers is like irresistible to women. Cause that's eventually the joke leads up to the Fembot scene, which is like, just great. But he's this like silly, like clumsy oaf who's just women cannot like, cannot resist him and it's so it's funny so to keep charming. that joke going god the opening bit of the movie which is the musical aspect of this one where he's like being chased by the women through the streets uh-huh. and it leads to a fucking marching band it's <laughs> just so good yeah it's the they do the the help or whatever that beatles movie oh it's good only sailors use condoms. It, and like this movie is <laughs> not weird anymore, in that way. Austin. Well, they should, those dirty backers. This this movie's in that weird way, too, of the fact that it's like a comedy spy, but then all of a sudden like, it breaks out in musicals here and there. That's just so good. It just hits a, all my, all the notes for me. But um what other things i i growing up i loved and i still do i, I was laughing my ass off is the scene of real ferrell's character being set on fire yeah and then <laughs> such he, a good that, scene. and then he's just like and uh dr evil's continuing on with the situation hello is there anybody that could help me i've been burned really why, bad. Was, he so, why was he so sweaty before that i think because i've never watched he- this he knew it was coming because he'd fucked up. Oh, and he I've made never watched this movie in like Mr. Bigglesworth be naked. That's something funny I kept on thinking about while I was watching it. Is I always associate this movie with like watching it on VHS or yeah. DVD. So it was it was weird to watch it like streaming and 
whatever 1080p or whatever hbo does 1080p yeah <laughs> it was weird to watch it in like full ass high definition it was this odd movie to see in yeah i watched it off netflix because i have it on blu-ray but i was too lazy to go find mm-hmm. it and put it in Same. i think when i'll watch the next ones on blu-ray because i think they look better i don't think the netflix version was as clean as my blu-ray version is and like i don't yeah i almost want to this movie i always joke about it but i kind of do want to watch it on dvd like I think these movies really just need to be like kind of a little fuzzy. I think they look better. Yeah. Okay, weirdo. <laughs> uh, you just, shot yeah. me. You shot me in the arm. I just like this movie to me is like a classic. Just like when you put it on, you're gonna feel good. It's like grabbing your favorite blanket, curling up on the oh, couch, yeah. and you just want to feel good for a little while. Fucking slap on an Austin Powers and laugh your ass off for 90 well, minutes. Well, it's funny because pretty reason I, I haven't seen this one in years and years and years and years and years. I like Goldmember keeps on coming up in my life for some stupid reason. So I've seen Goldmember like really recently. Weird. <laughs> I know it is weird. So it was it was fun as hell watching this movie because there was so much stuff I didn't remember. Like I the they do you enjoy your future your quasi futuristic spacesuits? <laughs> I made them myself. <laughs> yeah. And then like the sets, I love the look of this movie too. It was oh, it's like, beautiful, especially when it's. I didn't realize how old this movie is. Ninety seven. Yeah, I thought we it are was... at the twenty fifth anniversary. Actually, Jesus. now that I think about it, like yeah, tw- this is twenty five years old. Oh yeah, this is this is classic rock. This is like greatest hits. This is. Also, that hurts me in my soul. The 1997 was 25 years ago. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. Oh, um, they do the they do the old like the old British comedy thing. I don't know if it's, it's probably not a British comedy thing, but they do like the musical cutaway between scenes. I do love that part. Bam, wham, wham. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, where they have Ike Austin getting his butt slapped. Yeah. <laughs> they uh, according to Dana Carvey, Doctor Evers role uh, portrayal. It's kind of what Lorne Michaels, the SNL creator, that's what, that's what, to Dana Carvey, that's who Dr. Evil is nice. in that, like the mannerisms and the, right. Do you think that he hates the fact that this movie got made outside of the SNL? Like, cause like every other SNL person, like usually in some way, shape or form, like when they got a major movie on their own, that's not Will Ferrell. It's usually attached to SNL in some ways. Like, Lauren like produces it at the very least. This is a movie that's not because the fact that this isn't a skit that he ever did on the show. I know. Do you um, think that annoys him? Do you think he's like that uh, motherfucker? Probably. <laughs> Lauren Michaels is a big piece of shit. Probably. I thought that was pretty established. Uh, well, <laughs> Meyer, I don't think so. I don't like it. Probably butthurt him a little bit, but it, the fact that Michael Meyer, Mike Myers, has been was gone from, um. SNL for two years now since he left in 95 this came out in 97 because yeah like if you think about all the SNL movies that came out Wayne's World or Wayne's World 2 were the first one uh, and then Coneheads um, don't forget the movie that Mike Myers is in like a year later mm, me you you me me you you me Night at the Roxbury's Mike Will Ferrell. That's not Mike. Oh, sorry, Will, Will Ferrell. I'm confused. Well, I'll just get to that SNL because then there's it's Pat. There's that one. Um, oh, that's okay. I'm gonna cut you off here with one more movie thought. Huh. So this 
I was trying to, because I, I think a useful filter to watch this movie through is whether or not it ages well into like the political times of today. Oh, Jesus. And this movie has that 90s thing where it uses the like men looking like women as like a funny thing. So like, it's like, oh, that dude looks like a woman. That's funny. So that's just like, that's that like, a, a man. I, I thought it was more just like the guy was playing undercover. I guess what was with his mother later on. Yeah, the, the mother is like, oh, that mother yeah. looks rather mannish. Like, it looks like a, she got a hit with just, an ugly it stick. Me, that's, just, that's just like an old, that's like a, that's like 90s, like 90s slurs we can't use anymore. It's before like <laughs> yeah. you would realize that's a bit transphobic. Yeah. So that was, it was, that was, but really, I mean, other than that, like I thought this movie, like he always asked to do the sex. Yeah, it's very sex positive. He's very much just like, hey, do you want a shag? Yeah, yeah, let's have some sex. It'll be cool if we And they say sex. no, and he's still like, are you? He's like, all right, that's are you, cool. Are you sure? You don't, like, everyone wants to shag me. Let's, let's shag. He's like, no, we're like, no, that's what we do. We have sex now, right? It's like, that's that's what happens. <laughs> so this this movie does better than the other ones, I think. Because there's the, there's weirder jokes later. So that's It's kind of like that thing. I think that's why Goldmember always is, like, my least favorite, too, is like, <laughs> It's one of those things when something like this gets so popular, it starts making jokes on itself. Like it starts parodying mm-hmm. itself, and that's when it kind of goes downhill for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, this movie is just for me, it's you know, I agree. One of my favorite lines is the uh my name is I am my name is Richie Cunningham, and this is my <laughs> wife, <Yeah>. Oprah. <laughs> Oprah. I, I love Elizabeth's early reaction to that. She's just like, What the fuck? Well, Oprah was important at that point. That's so. That's, More than, yeah. I mean, Keith, I would argue Oprah would still be important to a lot of people at this point. That's true. She was going to be president for a minute. <laughs> Did you guys see which famous actress was a producer for this movie? And I did not realize it till I was watching it this time. And I, for some reason, caught the producers this time. No. no. She was famously married to a younger actor at one point. Jennifer Aniston. No. <laughs> After she had been married to an older actor. Olivia Rodrigo. No. Vin Diesel. Her. Vin Diesel. This actress was married to Bruce Willis. To me more? It was to me more. Oh, sorry, to me was a producer. I don't think so. Yes, she, she was, asshole. It shows it as the producer. There could so. be another Demi Moore. No, I checked into it. It actually is Demi Moore. Uh-huh. Hold okay. on. This is this is the lore master you're arguing with here. No, no. I'm I'm just gonna <laughs> look this up because I just got double checked. I didn't see the uh I don't I don't believe crap, it until she is. Yeah, I like I never knew that. And then it's just randomly when I was watching minute, the movie, the producer master, popped up. She's a producer. Are you telling me Demi Moore was a producer in this? Movie? She's a producer. <laughs> she, uh, hey guys, I don't know if you know this, but uh, a famous actress who was in uh, striptease, Demi Moore, is it's a some... producer in all three Awesome Power movies. So, do you think and, like Demi Moore and Mike Myers are just like friends? No, and despite the odds, she did a bunch of pull-ups. Okay, GI <laughs> Jane. What a reference! Well, she's a producer in that one too. I just don't get that. Uh, what did she produce? I mean, I would assume she just gave money to get the film made. Yeah, that's probably. usually what a producer is. No, she had an in with Burt Bacharach. There is what the world needs now. One of my favorite sweet one, money. 
One of my favorite scenes is I love the my uh Michael McDonald. Mike Myers going to Demi Moore asking to get Burke Backrack's number. God, I wish I wish I wish Striptease had a sequel. <laughs> That'd be a good I love that fucking movie. What a, okay, what a weird movie to love. Yeah. Um one of my favorite scenes that I love is freaking the um where is it that like Michael McDonald yelling at the uh the crusher oh, the steamroller the steamroller yeah, the crusher. such a classic scene move move get out of the way move that's such a classic yeah. joke it's also one of those ones i always forget the brutal ending of it like they don't show him but like you hear, you hear the it, brutal yeah. crunching you're just like oh well that was one of the like i haven't I've, I've got a note in here but how i haven't like i'm pretty sure i haven't seen this movie in like a decade but I still could like I still could say most of the lines before they happened in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was watching it. I was completing. Like Sammy probably hated me because I was like, "Oh, they're about to say this." <laughs> I there loved are... the part before they got to the steamrollers, where like the two dot like two people in lab coats walk out, and one's the fat woman, and the other one's the really tall dude, and they take their stuff and they walk out, and they're just all perfectly fitting. <laughs> That's, I didn't notice that. That's, see, that's funny. That's, that's, that's yeah. That's the guy joke. that they, the guy that she, uh, that he steals the like lab suit from, he's like six eleven, and like, it's just again that classic call out of Bond films being like he just knocks people out, and the clothes always seem to fit. <laughs> judo chop, judo chop. <laughs> there apparently, were, uh, um, no, go ahead, Joe. Go, you go ahead. I gotta find make sure. Well, apparently, uh, what's his name? Who plays Bond right now? Daniel Craig. Daniel. Daniel Craig was like quoted as saying how they had to take the Bond movies into a more serious like actuality because of the Mike Myers movies fucking them over because they couldn't do those same type of jokes anymore. Yeah. Uh, Christian Slater and Rob Lowe have uncredited scenes in this movie but however they're delete they're deleted scenes oh wow um however christian slater is an easily fooled security guard that he's part of the he is part of the uk version of this movie wow that he's in it while uh now i know rob lowe is in the second one is christian slater in any of the other future ones no but rob lowe just played it was a deleted scene but he plays the decapitated henchman's friend Oh, that's funny. Yeah. God, that scene was brutal. You'll never be the head of a major corporation. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's enough. That's enough. Um, but yeah, no, this movie's fantastic in that we haven't talked of... enough about the fembots, though. Send it to fembots. Oh yeah, I love Frau. I always forget that, that that's like one of the top like comedy bits is Frau, just the way she yells stuff. The Fembot <laughs> scene is fantastic because it's to uh, I touch myself and just like it makes sense. God, that song, I just that song just slaps. It and does. The Fembots <laughs> were iconic. Like the Fembots, like people, you say Fembot, people people are still gonna know what. The well, fuck I was talking about, about how, how cool of a that was probably a very popular Halloween costume at college parties. Oh. For like sure, it had to have been. Yeah, they now, um, that fucking line when the guns come out sticking out. Is it cold in here? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> They're jubblies. They, one of the fembots, which I did not know, was at the time one of the most downloadable uh, women of all time, of Cindy Margolis. Oh wow, Who's she Cindy was a fembot. What? 
You serious? Isn't she like a porn person? No, well, no, no, she's not. She, well, <laughs> she I is. would know if she was a porn person. No, she is. She was. She's like that's like a bikini model, but at the yeah, time, right, she was that like, one. She was like one of the most downloadable women of all time. She had her own talk show on Fox on the weekends. Yeah, who hasn't had a talk show on Fox at this point? Well, Magic Johnson did. So we'll go from there. Um, Anyways, yeah, Magic Johnson. Oh God, what? I was hoping you'd say something. Well, if you don't want to be like him, you can go to uh, uselubes.com and use fake move experts to get your 25% <laughs> off your use. We have found out while you were gone that Joe has started a side business of usedlubes.com that he's funneled money from the Patreon account to. Are you saying used lubes? Yep. Use lubes. Like you, like you scrape the lube off? Nope. It's like leftover containers that he's piled into one container. Oh, that's way less vulgar than what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how are you going to retrieve the lube? It's <laughs> open lube containers, you fucking sicko. Like, you it's can't, it's you been can't, used. You can't put the toothpaste back in the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. That's how uh, it is, my dudes. Um, I fucking love... This movie's just so good. It's such a it classic. Is. Like, oh, to me, this is a classic. Used lube. I, you know, like one of the small, it's like the small stuff in this movie. Like now watching and like paying more attention to it, it's like, you know, watching the therapy scene growing up, it's like, it's okay. But now when you fully listen to it, oh, that's like the talk, best part. Yeah. <laughs> and how serious he is. And it's hilarious. It's just the part where he's like, this God damn it. Meat helmets. <laughs> no, when he's like, I think like he's trying to kill me. We all think that we're trying. No, the, no. the young boy no. is very astute. No, I just, am trying to kill yeah. him. How? How he's? How? How? When I die, Scotty, Scott, how? Who would take over the world? Get it? The whole what he means that it's like no, no, no. <laughs> like I'm really going to take over the world. What well, do you want to be when you're older? He, like I want to be a veterinarian, an evil an veterinarian. Evil? He keeps describing things as insolent. I was insolent. Was, yeah. <laughs> Oh fucking god! I, I f- completely didn't realize Carrie Fisher was in this movie. By the I way, forgot like it was, was happening, and I was watching. I'm like, is that that can't be Carrie? That's this not movie Carrie. Was Fisher. old enough? Like 1997 was long enough ago that like she still was, looked like it was still Leia. like prime Carrie. That was Fisher, Princess Leia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Do you guys want to like, take I have guess? such old Carrie Fisher stuck in my head? Uh-huh. Do you guys want to take a guess what uh, the real name of? Uh, the cat was what was the real name of the cat i saw okay. it so i won't give it away sparkles no I'm sorry joe you really need to stop doing my work hey i usually pal. don't but i love this movie so much uh mr biggle biggersworth real name was ted nude gent ha. nude oh because yeah. i had no hair yes because you can I see its you balls sweating. there it is God damn it, that fucking scene when they were in space and the cat was just stuck in the eye. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> you know, this this has the beginning of the, the, the same trope they do in the rest. It's like, sir, what is that? That's a uh, is that a big well, boy flying in the air? Him. Yeah. This was Good a more God, he's back. Well, sir, people have said the big boy never big, left. Yeah. Not oh, yeah, bad. that was another note I had that 
back in the 90s, Clint Howard used to just be like important as a punchline. I wouldn't say important. I would say his brother was well known and people used him a lot. Yeah, that was a that makes him important. When did Armageddon come out? 98. Right around, I want to say, yeah. 98, 99. Right. So it was after this? Because I was wondering if this was like a callback to that, to him being in Armageddon in that same type of spot. God, I wish Armageddon had a second one so we could do Armageddon on here. We could almost oh, do dead on, 98. We could almost do Armageddon and Deep Blue Sea as sequels. No. They're Deep competing. <laughs> it's Deep. You're thinking of Deep Impact. Sorry. You are thinking of Deep, Deep Impact. Blue sea, you're right. You're exactly right. That's also, has any movie that's been like the competing movie ever sounded more like the porn version of a movie than Deep Impact? <laughs> Deep Impact. No. God, I just want to watch uh, Armageddon. I know, right? <laughs> For fun. Do uh, you want to watch Steven Tyler's has... daughter get finger banged to Steven Tyler's song? Wait, isn't that, that's a Michael Bay, right? Yes. Yeah, but what else was actually directed? good. I'm just saying. Judo bad, chop. Bad boys? Um no, not that one. Specifically. Transformers? Two. Oh, bad boys two. Sorry, excuse <laughs> me. I heard him bad boys coming. Don't worry, uh the producer has never seen <laughs> Armageddon. I'm sorry, what? You gotta learn the verse. The producer has not seen Armageddon. Armageddon upset. I'm pretty sure I've known that already, and I'm just there it offended is. about it again. <laughs> also, that was pretty good, Keith. <laughs> Hey, anybody? I don't know. You got your props. You get your props. I'll give that one. one to you. Yeah. I'll say it again. Yeah. I'm getting curious if y'all heard that joke. Uh, that also just makes me sad that Bruce Willis is a scumbag now. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with it because it's important to realize that he's like an older gentleman from that era. He's probably kind of a piece of shit. No, Keith, I'm not apologizing for these people anymore, and I hope they all die of COVID. Oh, he's a co- oh, I didn't know about the is, is is he a COVID guy? Is Bruce Willis? A well, you refused to wear a mask in a grocery store. Nice. <laughs> That's just old guy shit. He's just rich old guy shit. That's funny. And I hope <laughs> they all die of COVID. Well, hopefully he can get another Die Hard out. Before no, the hard. last one was so bad. If we ever do and that, it, series, and it, it that ain't happening. Miserable. It ain't happening anymore. Like the one with the one geeky kid was like okay, Justin Long. And then yeah. they did the last one. And I'm like, oh, oh, this is bad. When they made it PG-13. That too. The only thing I remember about that one was the helicopter fighting scene that they did. Like they copied the lot. Like they did the same scene in the last two movies. But Austin Powers. Yeah. Joe, you've let this cut so off a subject. That's not, a, that's not like you. Oh, no. You just, you just, you know, you just, you guys ramble. So, well, I mean, we did get to you Bruce guys Willis ramble to me so. more. So, yeah, I'm trying to like, well, I'm using this rambling to like ramp to buy time to think about something I don't like about this movie. There's nothing. There's nothing not to like about this movie. I came up with the bullshit that they use the same joke format too many times, but like that's my stretch for something I, I don't for like me, about this movie. I, the one thing I will say that it just was my it's too long was the Burt Back Rat scene. Oh, I felt like, what the world needs now. <laughs> I think that was a love, sweet love. That was a yeah, tad bit Richard, long. Richard Bacharach. That was Joe, a tad did you bit just long. say that to set me up to sing Mark Bacharach again? Not one damn bit. Was that one song? <laughs> what the world <laughs> needs? No. <laughs> no. 
No, that's the one that thing. That, that's the, the one thing I didn't like. I love the whole scene setup for like, stuff like that. Though, when they're just like, and because like that's what Family Guy does a lot. When they're like, Mr. Conway Twitty. Yeah, I, I, ladies and gentlemen, Bert, Bert Bacharach. It was like What's thirty minutes of Conway Twitty. So Needs Jesus now. Christ, it's love, um. <laughs> sweet love. Well, and because it's funny because I like because Guys. I've seen this movie. Of, Guys, we haven't talked about the funniest thing in this entire fucking movie. Go on. The scene that starts in the beginning and runs throughout the entire movie. And that is Austin Powers and his Swedish penis pump. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's not mine. It's my bag. I like the, the book. <laughs> it's not my bag, baby. One Austin Powers and my Swedish penis pump. It's my bag, baby. <laughs> it's not mine. One but Austin Powers it book. on him. <laughs> My Austin Powers book. No, it's not mine. One credit card receipt signed by one Austin Danger Powers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's not mine. And then it shows up again when they get to the hotel. Oh, how did this get here? Someone's who, playing the joke on who's me. Who's playing the joke on me right yeah, quickly, now? Quickly, quickly. <laughs> quickly. <laughs> oh, God. Danger's my middle name. Yeah, the danger, danger powers. Mm, the first danger name Austin. That was funny. No, this is like I can't think because no movie. This movie's because the old, old, the old scale, the old horny scale that I had it doesn't really apply to these movies because that's kind of what these movies are about. But like comedy movies are so like. Have, have y'all seen Cock Blockers or Blockers? Yeah, yes. that's a great film. See, I didn't much like it. Really? Well, that's it, like perfect John Cena like acting. I didn't like it because it focused on the adults and it was like very unhorny. Keith, it's a movie Which, about underage kids having sense. sex. So it's that's a, very a weird thing to I say. I, I understand. But like this, that movie, like so all the jokes. how is our fourth member of the team doing these days? Wait, fourth? Jeremy what? Epstein. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, 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 my boy, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy. He's hanging around. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm just saying. If security cameras just flip off, suicide watch just happens to walk away. <laughs> Anyways, this like I was on a roundabout route before you put Jeffrey Epstein into my brain. I guarantee. I'll bet there's someone attached to this movie that was on that flight. Hog. Oh, anyways, God. no, I'm just saying comedies aren't horny anymore, and this is very funny. Um, sir, a lot of vagina would like to argue with your lack of horny, <laughs> dude. When she gets into the water, though, and her tits just kind of like float, oh, they there, float. Like, that was bobbing. a good joke. That was a good joke. No, but because I think like I love the Judd Apatow movies, but I think like Judd Apatow helped to ruin comedy. Like I think, and that, why? Because Apatow is more of a dry guy. Yeah, I comedy. just well, and then that led to like the comedy movies need to have like need to have a serious point. Like the stoner guy needs to stop smoking weed and like focus well, on his relationships. I don't know about that because we we've gone through phases. You had the dry humor with Apatow. You had the three awesome powers with Myers, and mm-hmm. then you had all like the Will Ferrell movies with the Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. And then part of the problem era. is like comedy movies have gotten just like so and, like boundary pushing and now people are afraid to push boundaries anymore. 
Agreed. Well, and I've got my theory that like Hollywood is filled with like rich old white folks that like don't know how to make humor that doesn't like punch down. <laughs> so like I don't I, I think people don't know how to make jokes anymore that aren't like crude. Fuck, and what's offensive. the movie called that has? Oh my god, it's like one of the famous ones that um, Seth Rogen wrote for himself, but he was too old to play, and they put someone else in his role. Oh, the kids. Well, but, like, it was, the movie sucked. Not what that one. The one that's like it's kind of like based off that one. And I can't think of what it's called right now. With McLovin. Oh. Super bad. Super bad. Like Oh, I love Super Bad. Super Right, classic. but like if you watch Super Bad now, there'd be a oh, lot the of whole stuff in it where you're bad. like, oh. Like, yeah, well, just, like I want to I want to get a woman drunk enough to have sex with me and then I'm going to say a bunch of F slurs. Well, go go back and watch <laughs> like, you, yeah. it's it's you know like you can like I was saying about the movies. You can, hell go back to the eighties and all that stuff. You had Porky's. You had uh, oh yeah, just like Bat- 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 Party, Revenge of the Nerds, Nerds, Nerds yeah. But then he literally go, rapes that girl, and she's like, "Oh no, the sex was great, so it's fine." Yeah. <laughs> then you go, to, you know, go through all these movies, and then like maybe in my mind, the last pure comedy type movie is the like, first one, and it's Hangover. Yeah. And that movie's still just mostly insulting each other. That's like what the yeah, comedy but, is. In but like movie. the director, Todd Phillips, that's why he went away from comedies because he's just like, people get butt hurt instantly. So that's why he went off and did The Joker. But I think it's that's also what, because like they don't know how to make, like they don't know how to punch. Like Keith was saying, like everything's a punch down. Like it's really easy to make yeah. jokes about people like below you that like everyone can be like, haha, you're gay. But like you can't make jokes like that anymore understandably well i think todd phillips is stupid to say that sentence <laughs> myself but um no the last like tag was funny i don't know if y'all saw tag that was, tag was great i love tag yeah um like i'm just like to like think of comedy even on like straight to hulu or prime or netflix like there's not much funny stuff i think it's also just like I think it ebbs and flows. I think things go up and down because mm-hmm. like action movies died off for a long time, but now action movies are like John at their Wick peak helped. again. Yeah. Um, and then like, I mean, it's just hard to make anything that's not like big blockbuster, star Wars, uh, Marvel, DC, like guaranteed cash cows. I mean, James Bond is a guaranteed cash cow. Transformers mm-hmm. is a guaranteed cash cow. It's funny on the, I was thinking about, Fast and the Furious, you know, the 10 movies we just watched. My complaint about the lack of movies Matt Damon talked about on the latest Hot Ones, <laughs> which is kind of funny because, and his, he brought up a cool point about how DVD sales don't matter as much anymore because of streaming. And Austin Powers did so well because of like. Hell, Scarlett Johansson's having that big how to do with Disney because of like trying to figure out how streaming connects to her getting paid because of her movie. Oh yeah, there aren't there aren't movies anymore now because COVID took away movies. There aren't movies. But god damn it, we'll make them come back because we'll go see things in theater. I still have to go see uh, Shang-Chi. I haven't seen it yet. Sammy watched it. It's good. Keith, let's go hold hands and go on a date and go see it because I haven't seen it either. I don't know any spoilers. Yeah, either do I. It's been oddly easy to avoid spoilers for that movie for some reason. uh, Spoiler alert, Batman shows up. Batman. Um, uh, some of the ratings I have found I don't know if Keith you found the, the spirits of Ebert but I got one here it's a one star out of 10 from IMDB from 1998 
Whoa. <laughs> uh, the film... Uh, was IMDb... That was a website that far back. Wow. The film wins my pick for the absolutely worst movie of movie of the decade. If Mike Myers ever showed up to Texas, I'll personally find him and take my $6 price out of his hide. Jesus. And now we're going to have a sequel? Just kill me. I mean, no one's making you watch the movie, buddy. Um, another one is from the year 2000 of on Halloween. Vulgar, even worse, a totally unfunny and made for a 12-year-old mind. The kind of movie that shows how low civilization has fallen in the last 100 years. I could not bear to watch more than the first half of this desperate, unamusing attempt to cash in on the lack of taste of modern society. All right. I got uh, the well-alive and happy-living Roger Ebert review of of Austin Powers. He gave it three out of four stars. And uh, one paragraph I picked out. It's funny, we were talking about like, whether like the state of Austin Powers in the 21st century and like whether or not it's okay to like Austin Powers or not. And it's funny, Roger Ebert comes off as kind of an asshole in this paragraph I'm about to read. The movie is grounded in variations of a theme. James Bond meets political correctness. A lot of laughs come from Hurley as Vanessa Kensington, liberated feminist British secret agent who reacts to Austin's seduction techniques as if he were a bug that should be squished. <laughs> so, but I mean, yeah, Roger Ebert liked it. It's just funny that uh, that paragraph stuck out to me. Uh, one of the things that we've, I haven't mentioned yet, but I love, I love the fact that since they have been frozen for 30 years, that they don't know anything about what has happened. So, like, you know, Dr. Evil, I have a plan. We either, uh, the world family pays us the amount of money we want, or we have them oh, yeah. <laughs> show that Prince Charles had an affair on uh, Elizabeth, and they're like, that already happened. He already admitted to it. They're divorced. If there's our Epstein tie. One of them Throw was me a the- freaking bone. Oh, God, <laughs> throw me a freaking bone, Yeah. We didn't even talk about... There's so many things that are, like, culturally relevant from this movie. Yeah. What? I mean, let's be honest. The fucking pinky to your mouth thing. Like, people still do that shit. Uh, uh, The drill that he's going to send to the center of the core is the the Vulcan. He makes things up, and it's just like, no, that has happened. Oh, that is something, you know, we've already heard of. Um, I think the Alan Parsons oh, he was, project, um, that's the next one, right? Yeah, I think that's, that's the, the sequel. One. It's yeah. the, I've made a laser. Laser. And I'll burn a hole in the ozone layer. Ozone. Oh, that has already happened. The Crotations, that was a big thing, too. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, that's still, I mean, now that's just become the, like, the norm. What fucking white women do on Instagram. <laughs> we call them Karens. Um. So, boys, uh, want to take a guess what this budget was? God, it couldn't have been twelve million. Forty-eight. Sixteen point five. Damn it! So close. close. I win because I was under, right? You do. How dare you finger quote me? That was fucked up. <laughs> uh, let's go. The gross domestically. This movie got fifty-three million. Jesus, on a twelve million budget in ninety seven, that's pretty good. Sixteen million. 
internationally it got 13 million so worldwide it got 67 because of the change makes sense i would see this not having a big appeal worldwide i don't know if you guys know this but in japan men come first and then women come second (laughs) or not at all (laughs) so let's go to keith's favorite part of the show and let's find out the box office here for may 2nd through the 4th of 1997. Um, excuse me, sir. It's also my favorite part. Oh. I don't hear you say this is my favorite part every time I, I do. I fucking Keith say does. it every single time. Keith does. I'm surprised you haven't taken this from me either yet. This is my God, second favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Burt Backrat. All right. So what coming the in. the world needs now. <laughs> coming in at number 10 in its fourth it's week. Let's see if Keith sees Please these movies. No. Coming in number 10, it's fourth week with 2 million. Gross point blank. I know of it, but I forget what that movie is. It's got my boy in it. John have Cusack. have a lot of boys. It's Cusack. Yeah, that one. That boy. Uh, coming in number nine, and it's that third week. Yep. With 2.8 million. Also Mini Driver. Yep. Murder oh, at driver. 1600. Richard Isn't that the Peter? White House? It's a, it's, I think that's a Wesley Snipes movie. Oh. Isn't that like a murder at the White House? Isn't that what that's about? Well, it's at 1600. Murder at 4 so. o'clock. <laughs> um, murder at 1600 at 4 o'clock. Is a Wesley Snipes uh, a young film? Woman, and yeah. Diane Lane. A mur- Alan Alda's in the movie. A murder at uh, the White House. Hell yeah. Coming at in at number eight in its fifth week with three million, The Saint. It's a Val Kilmer, Kilmer movie. Whatever happened to Val Kilmer? I uh, got lung cancer. Oh. Yeah. Uh, he has a really sad documentary on Amazon Prime right now. He sounds like this now. Hey, my grandpa uh, sounded like that. Yeah. That's why I never smoked. Yeah. Uh, coming in at number seven in its first week with only 3.2 million. Warriors or Virtue? No, no idea. Yeah. Uh, coming in number six in its fourth week with 4.7 million Anaconda. Nice. Hell yeah. That'd be one we watch. Coming in <laughs> at number five. There is a second one. There's, there's like, like four, four of them, them. now. <laughs> yeah. Coming in number five in its second week with 5.3 million Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Yep. That's that friends that got them movies. They probably didn't deserve. Coming I do love at- Lisa Kudger though. Coming in number four in its seventh week with 5.7 million, Liar Liar. Damn, now we're getting to load it. Keith, Lisa Kudrow, the most talented of all the friends? Yes. Because it's either her or Schwimmer, even though I hate Schwimmer and friends. Because he had Band of Brothers. Jennifer Aniston is probably the most famous. That doesn't mean she's the best actor. Yes, no, I, I agree with you there. Mm. Coming in at number three in its second week with nine million, Volcano. Hell yeah, Oof. Tommy Lee. Damn. So Hell coming in, dying to a volcano. God, that's a good movie in a bad way. Coming in at number three in its first week with nine point five million, Austin Powers International International Man of Mystery. This is another one of those movies where like it didn't open big, but like 
was probably a word of mouth thing that only oh, happened yeah. like in the nineties to keep mm-hmm. it going. Cause to get to 50 million from an opening weekend of nine is pretty impressive. And even then when you like, yeah. you look into it, people say that like, it wasn't considered the biggest box office hit, but like the DVD sales were really big for this movie. Yeah. That's what the, uh, that's what they say that, yeah, this movie did not have a strong box office, even though it did make 67 at the time, but, um, yeah, because I read the cult I following happened. I didn't see the numbers, but like to say that it didn't have a good box office when it made like even just domestically fifty two million off of sixteen and a half million. Like, what the fuck are they talking about? That I mean, it made four times its money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that good. means coming in at number one in its first week with twelve million dollars breakdown. The fuck is breakdown? It's a movie of it's a Kurt Russell movie. Uh, it's about a man who is searching for his missing wife after she was kidnapped when their car <laughs> breaks down in the middle of a desert. It's a well-rated movie. Yeah. So that's the most boring list. <laughs> Dude, Liar Liar was on there. There's a lot of yeah. big names. There's a lot of movies that you know that's on there. Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. Yeah, but number one movie. was some fucking Kurt Russell movie. Well, that's Kurt Russell well regarded and fucking is... Kurt Russell. So shut your and goddamn sir, mouth. That's watched now on Prime Video, so like we could watch that movie. We don't have to. There's no other. Why breakdown are you guys pretending movies. to defend this movie? <laughs> I'm I'm just defending <laughs> Kurt Russell. So you shut your mouth. So you can. Sh- Wait, what's that from? <laughs> what the world needs <laughs> now? So let's go to the ratings. IMDb gave this a seven out of ten. Rotten Tomato. Has given this all critics 73, top critics 68, and audience 77. That's so low. Now I know. So let's go to our rankings. Uh, we're going to do best Austin Powers, best partner for one Austin, best Dr. Evil, evil, evil. Dr. Uh, best musical and then best rewatchable movie. So let's start off. Okay, hold on. I, I, I got to interrupt this real quick. Hold on. I found something really cool. What's up, Kanye? So what? <laughs> no, I'm just saying Beyonce had the best music video of the year. Oh, Jesus. So of all but, time, Keith. There it of is. Of all time. So I look up the What Parents Need to Know review of Austin Powers. Oh, no. Awesome. And I've, I haven't read this. This is going to be fresh. So I'm just going to start from the top and read until it gets unfunny. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Parents need to know that Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, is a 1997 movie in which Mike Myers plays a Bond-esque British spy transported from the swinging London era of the 1960s to the relatively austere 1990s to foil the world-destroying schemes of Dr. Evil, also played by Mike Myers. The humor rooted in sexual innuendo is almost nonstop. In addition to Powers constantly talking about wanting to shag women, there are sight gags in which nudity is covered by objects or other body parts at just the right place, just the right time. Seemingly endless euphemisms for genitalia and a female antagonist named Alata Fagina. Oh, this is good. It's still funny just to hear, even in that. Yeah, and then a Swedish sex device that's supposed to be a pump that enlarges a man's penis is a recurring gag. The violence is of the comedic pratfall variety. Powers leaps into his convertible only to hit himself in the groin with his oh, gear shift. God, that is so. That part was funny. Yeah, one of Doctor Evil's security guards is dipped into a body of water with vicious sea bass and emerges decapitated. 
oh, they say the word shit, bastard, and below me in it. There's flatulence and defecation-themed humor are in it. And uh, robot mod women shoot bullets and poison gas from their breasts. Oh, it wasn't poison gas. It was horny gas. It was horny gas. <laughs> it's pronounced horny. I need some of that gas. <laughs> Do you? Anyways, that was uh, super cool, and it was worth interruption. So That's fine. I'll be beware. fully honest it, that if you read that review to a child, they would want to see the movie more. Oh, my God. <laughs> like if you read that say, review to 12-year-old me, I'd be like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I was going to say that's minute, fine because... Flatulence and defecation? <laughs> I, I, I was going to say that's just fine because for the rankings, so best Austin, it's just we have Boy Watch 1. Best partner so far is Vanessa. Um, Doctor Evil's Doctor Evil, and then by the way, I'm going to spoiler alert: Elizabeth Hurley is going to win Best Sidekick. Oh, by miles, she's so good, and she's compared we'll to we're compared see. to the others, she can act. We're see, we're going to we're not getting ahead artists. of ourselves, people. And then so, the I musical mean, is hey, if, um, if some okay, is, is there any? Please respond on the Patreon page in the eighty dollar a month column. <laughs> Have you not seen Austin Powers 2? Just say I, I just and, like to then, I just uh, we'll like give to you keep a free it one movie at a time. I don't like to go ahead. Yo, I said I don't spoiler like alert. that. So I we're not spoiler alert. alert. We're not. And then what's the musical? The <laughs> the opening. The first one. Yeah. Okay. The opening. The movie opens with or the Bird Bacharach. What's that song? What the world needs <laughs> now is love. Sweet love. <laughs> So let's glaze some stars for the first time since oh, Keith's been back. Star glazer. Keith, what do you give it? Oh, you're making me go first. Oh, well, you're back, so why not? 4.75. Wow. Damn, I thought I was going to be the high boy with my 4.5. No, the movie fucking rules. You know, it's, it's like so it's so good. It's, yeah. I'm giving it a four point five as well. Damn. Is this gonna this might take the pudding? Oh, it ties as our best movie now. Wait, for with that that fucking silly ass. <laughs> Fast five. <laughs> Austin Powers International Anime History now ties Fast Five as the top rated movies from I think that movie works experts. Out. I'll accept that. I shall accept that. Keith, if you'd given it a five, it'd be our highest rated one now. Mm-hmm. And we've accepted it, Keith, so we can't change it. Oh, you're right. It's impossible. It's impossible. This is the man who changed his to get past five to the highest rated movie on our board. <laughs> I digress. Let's move on. Uh, yeah, what do we do? Uh, I, I wrap it up. Yeah, I think I wrap it up here. So I think this is where we kick it to Mr. Burt Bacharach. <laughs> <laughs> what Ladies the world needs now. Is Joe to wrap it up? I think he's spinning in his grave right now. So we're going to finish this up with we're moving Do we on. Ever confirm from, is Burke Bacharach dead? On my assumption, he looked like he was 80 at that time. Yo, hey, let's just do a quick prayers up for oh, Burke. Pour, <laughs> pour one out for Burke Bacharach. God damn it. No, we're not going to pour anything out unless it's going into I'm all, your. I'm all out of booze. <laughs> That's pretty boozy of you to be out, out of booze. Bert, I'm looking up right now. Baccarat, yeah, he died. What the world? He dead. No, oh, I think. Now I'm sad. Is he? No, he's still alive. 
Holy shit, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Burke Becker. He's 92. Well, his, his career's dead. Yeah. He's 92. Who needs a career at 92? Besides uh, Betty White. Yeah, just let it be dead. Um, I think, yeah, it doesn't say he's dead. There's no uh, born or death to it. It's just he's 93 and lives in Kansas City. Gross. Who would want to live there? Yuck. So... We're gonna, I don't know why I said that. That was very rude. I've yeah. never been to Kansas City or know anything about no. it. Any listeners yeah. from Kansas City who are subscribed to our $184 Patreon level, cancel now. We don't want it. We don't want your dumb shit money. Get out of here. So this brings an end to Awesome Powers, International Man of Mystery. Next up is Awesome Powers, the spy who shagged me. Can't wait to talk about this and see where it goes in the rankings and, uh, you know, should be interesting. See if it's better or worse than this one. Do you guys hear the car alarm in my background? Nope. No. I just figured I'd just note it. It's anyways, probably yours. Uh, note anyways, it. Anyways, go ahead. But uh, <laughs> Keith, next you know week what I, here. You know what I do here in the background? Mr. Burke Baccarat. What <laughs> the world needs now is love. You can go to nosoentertainment.com. That's right, nosoentertainment.com. We can find all of our blogs and podcasts. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. Sweet love. The world's just a little bit. I don't know the rest of the